This is the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your hosts, Roy Mangrum and Jamie Free. some point you're going to run out of people to do these with i'm always happy to be your go-to guy that's fine because i can sit and talk you about can be my brian stuff. redband yeah to uh to my joe rogan yeah <laughs> what's his name uh brian redband redman redband oh uh, i'm trying to think uh, brandon schaub is the one. Oh my god about. he's hilarious you think so he gets on my damn nerves he was uh kept calling himself the keto kid the other day because he's on a ketogenic diet nice i'm the keto kid yeah joe's been uh Joe had Mark Sisson on. Yeah, I just a few I was, weeks I started ago. listening to it. Yeah, and um, and then Joe immediately kind of got on that diet. But Joe pretty much eats that diet anyway. The, Joe the, Joe eats what he kills. Blueprint is it? What's yeah, it yeah, it's is Mark Sisson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Blueprint. You know, a lot of what he says makes a lot of sense. But man, for an athlete, it just. It's, it's tough. It's tough to not get enough carbs. Yeah. You know, it's tough to get enough carbs via broccoli. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not, a, I'm not a nutritional wizard, but that doesn't. You'd see, you'd think. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on what your expense, like how much you actually work out. But yeah, you would think that you would need way more than what broccoli's going to offer. Well, I think, um, I think what I think the primal blueprint makes all the sense in the world for the more sedentary person or just kind of the average person that's going to go to the office and come home and sit down and watch TV. Yeah. I think it makes sense for them, but for people like, like us that are training even three times, rigorously three times a week. Um, but for sure people like us that are training five and six or 10 times a week, mm-hmm. man, you got to find another way to get carbs in. You know, like for me, man, white rice has like changed my game. I love some white rice. I mean, I had, I had about, two handfuls at breakfast this morning. I have it just under my eggs most days. Just so. Yeah, Jamie's been uh, putting me to, putting me on a on a plan. So uh, like uh, breakfast I have sweet potatoes, it's a half a cup or six ounces uh, at breakfast and then uh, white rice, I get a half a cup at lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, feel I, better. I know he Squatted likes better. I know he likes the starchy ones at breakfast and lunch. Yeah. And then, do those go away in the evening? Uh, let's see. Probably small amount of sweet potatoes. It depends potatoes, on, um, like I have uh, non-workout days. Yeah. And like, because mine's schedule where, like, you know, most of the time I'm training at 530 in the morning, like on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. So those days, I do, uh, like I get more, more carbs. And then at the evening... Um, on the days that I don't train, it kind of tapers off to like broccoli, or not broccoli, but uh, uh, Brussels sprouts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, um, so we'll see. I'm, I'll find out today. I probably vary going up there at two o'clock. Yeah, we're okay. going to record a podcast and get measured and stuff. And do the uh, stand on the machine that tells you what a loser you are <laughs> in life. <laughs> How about that? Uh, it's funny though. But now we'll see. My wife, you know, she had been stuck for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just I told her, just keep your head down and keep plowing. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it will change or, you know, just give it time. So she started following a modified version of what he gave me. Mm-hmm. And 
boom, two pounds came off yeah. the first week she was on it. So yeah. that kind of fired her back up because she had kind of, eh, you know, yeah, she's getting a little, a little frustrated. Which try to get her unmarried to that scale, man. That thing's the devil. The the only way I think I'm going to be able to get her unmarried from the scale is to hide the scale. Mm-hmm. I've already moved it once. That's an option. But she found it. Yeah. To just get rid of it's always an option. Take it to the gym. Put it in the trash. Yeah. All right. So what um what do we want to cover here today? Uh, what do you want to talk about? Huh? We were on a roll. And the fucking recorder wasn't turned on. <laughs> Hope it's turned on now. Are you recording now? Yes, we are recording now. Um, Can we cuss? Yes, there's an explicit button. <laughs> Thank God for that on iTunes. Um, every once in a while, I accidentally drop some f bombs. Yeah. <laughs> I go back, let's do it. Go, whoa, whoa! Something about being in the gym. I think, yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to talk like that. Um, let's see. You had mentioned before about running a successful affiliate. I think, um, yeah, it's the, whatever, whatever the, you want to touch on. Um, like the, I said, I can, I can be your Brandon Shop. The uh, yes, that and you, you're. I put you on the schedule. The business of fitness, I think, is a cool uh, thing to look at because there's so well. Talk about this. So you know, we all follow a lot of different pages on on uh, Facebook. You know, mm-hmm. the CrossFit. You know, CrossFitters in Middle Tennessee and buy here, shop here, all those. Man, it seems like at least twice a month, someone's posting up, hey, my box is closing, mm-hmm. I'm selling everything. Yeah. What's up with that? I mean, Man. well, here's a post this today. So this guy, he posts up, not going to call him out, but you can search the interwebs and find him. Uh, he was asking, like, Hey, is thirty seven hundred square foot a good size for a gym? I'm spending twenty grand on equipment, hoping for two hundred fifty members. <laughs> what the fuck? Aren't you doing it backwards? Shouldn't it shouldn't it be I have this many members? Yeah. What size should I get to grow for it, the next Does he have an existing twelve to twenty four months? Does, I don't think he did. Alright, so he's the, starting out okay, so this is um you, so he's, are he's you going to introduce me at some point? Or oh, does that, yeah, yeah. I guess we should. Yeah. So this is uh, this is uh, one of my coaches, Matt Boyd. We've known each other three years now. Or four. Or four. Yeah. So here's a quick story. So the first time I was going to try CrossFit, I called Matt. He was umpiring a game. And I was like, hey, I'm a power lifter wanting to try CrossFit. He's like, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it went. Uh, and then uh, and then I started going getting my ass kicked on the regular. But that's how we met. Oh, my goodness. I don't remember that, but I, I, don't, do. I don't doubt you but, at all. Uh, I'm unpowered again today. I'll have to call you back. Oh, my goodness. We were in the com- first commercial space by then, I guess. Yes. Yeah. You, you had already. Yeah. Uh, my first class was uh, Greg was coaching, and it was me and one other person. Yeah. That's where we were. And I got my ass handed to me. Yeah. I thought it was so, I was so broken. <laughs> but I left. I, was, I felt so good walking in, so bad walking out. Yeah, but man, your your story, I mean, I still, when I see people come in that struggle to make themselves walk in the door and then they come in and struggle, man, I, I've referred to, I've, I have referred to your story dozens of times because it's it definitely, it's definitely um, inspirational. So, 
All right, so um, yeah, so the guy that would have posted, he's looking at 3,000 plus square feet and spending 20,000 on equipment, and he hopes for 250 members. That old country saying of, you know, piss in one hand, yeah. hope in the other, and see which one fills up first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's doing it backwards. So, um, should, so he's in trouble already. He's already behind sounds, the eight ball because. Sounds backwards. Yeah, because the mentality is completely upside down. Um, the the first thing that my first piece of advice to that guy would be <clears throat> is he needs to know his demographic. Now, what I mean there is when you look at affiliates that are closing, almost always the ones that I see, the, the towns are too small to sustain a viable gym. Makes um, sense. You, you ultimately, very generally speaking, of course, everywhere across the country, real estate, rent is cost something different all, everywhere but generally you're gonna lose money until you get to about 40 or 50 members very generally speaking right. so he has no members right now and he's hoping for 250 well there's that's a long long haul well it's spending you know right out of the gate you got 20 grand in equipment do you have yeah. 20 grand laying around right most people don't yeah most so most financing that 20 grand either that or maybe he does have it but you, you've got to know, um, I'm going to tell you exactly where we started. John Gilson, that owns, uh, owns Again Faster, which, which yep. I, from what I just saw a week ago, is being sold. He's selling the uh, company. I don't know if you saw that. No, but, I didn't. Yeah, and it was John's personal post. We're Facebook friends, which basically makes us best friends. But, that does make you best um, friends. But uh, John did a series of, of YouTube videos, and this is from years ago, and one of them is how to write a CrossFit affiliate business plan. Okay. And um, that's how we started. I just basically followed his model exactly. And basically what it did was it plotted out your first 12 months and um, it showed you uh, how to estimate how many members you should add each month and then how that translated into dollars and then that ha how that translated into whether you could pay your bills or not. Right. Um, and so that's what we started with. Now, before we got into a position to even have bills, we started in the garage, you know, and when we started, it really just started with us working out. Right. Um, and then uh, my partner, Greg, was approached um, by three young ladies that wanted to train at like five o'clock in the morning. And so, uh, you know, they paid he and I to train them. And that's really how it started. Well, we were at 15 members working out in the gym and they're paying us working out in Greg's garage and they're paying us this whole this whole time. 15 at 5 a.m.? Yeah, at 5 a.m. How did yeah. you fit that in? I can't well, imagine let me take that back. 15 but, people in this garage. Yeah, no, and let me take that back. By the time we got to 15, we had started doing like one nighttime class. So, but we would have, you know, half a dozen at five in the morning and then we would have wow. the rest of them at night. Um, so if you look at it, if, if they were paying us and they were paying us about a hundred bucks, um, you know, you're $1,500 a month right there, but you're not paying any rent because it's Greg's garage. Right. Um, he already had probably $6,000, $7,000 worth of equipment. It was mostly focused on the best value in the gym, which is barbells and bumpers. Yep. Um, that's what you need. Yeah. That's what, that's what you have to start with. And um, so that's how we went about it. Uh, we still wound up having to borrow a whole bunch of money to get into a commercial well, that's space. That's what I was going to ask. When yeah. you, number one, what's that conversation of like when you go, all right, it's time to go out of the garage. we got to make this leap. 
Yeah. Here's what we're. Here's the wall you're up against. Yeah. Um, super, super scary. Yeah. Um, you know, Greg and I, by profession, are firemen. Uh, you know, you just don't make a lot of money to be a fireman. And so for us, to be honest with you, for the amount of money that we eventually wound up borrowing to build out a space, to put equipment in, to put flooring in, to do paint, <clears throat> the whole thing, you know, if, if, if it had not worked, <clears throat> you know, I can speak for me, I probably would have been bankrupt. I mean, it was such an incredible gamble, but it was something that just had to be done. Mm-hmm. We, we uh, it wasn't even for us, once we were at 15 people, it wasn't even a choice and it wasn't even about a business. It was just like, man, serving the community. This mission we're on has got to happen. Yeah. And if it takes us gambling, we got to do it. Um, So for us, it was almost like we were forced from the garage into a commercial space because we were just out of room and we're pissing off the neighbors. Um, And that gets you part way to paying your rent. You know, that got us about halfway to paying the rent on our first space. And that's how we did it um, because that's how we knew. Other folks had done it. Yeah. Um, it was kind of the only way we could do it. Um, and, you know, it means a lot more when you go to the bank to try to take out a business loan when you when you say, hey, here it is. I've got 15 paying members already, and here's a business plan on paper. And, again, it was the exact business yeah. plan that I got from John, from John Gilson's videos. And um, it means a lot when you sit down with that decision maker at the bank for them to loan you that money. So, yeah, that guy's doing it backwards for sure. Um, and those are exactly the kinds of affiliates that don't survive because he's, doing, he's trying to do it with all passion. You've got to have the passion, but you've got to have the business sense. Mm-hmm. That, that part, almost it's, it's almost as equally as important as the passion for doing it right. is you've got to have some business acumen. For me, my business background, um, I, I sort of earned my stripes and got my experience in the business world on somebody else's dime. Right. I didn't really do it risking my own money. Um, you know, I worked for a Fortune 500 company uh, in sales. Uh, I had uh, been a general manager for a, a, a pretty good-sized um, family-owned company up in Madison where I was re- responsible for all the day-to-day operations. I've had profit and loss experience and all that. So I had had a lot of experience yeah. in the business world there, and that has definitely helped us survive because and unfortunately like the guy we're talking about here that had the facebook post um unfortunately if you don't take care of the business side you don't have a platform to reach people right i mean that's the bottom line if it's if it's all about mission it needs to be all about mission but if you don't take care of this business piece over here there's no platform well too it seems like a lot of people are not as much about the mission but more about the money yeah and so, yeah. and so that's the other side yeah. of that. That's, that's the opposite side where they're focused on how much money can I extract yeah. from this pool of people. And, but those, are, those kinds of affiliates don't have this just um, almost feverish following yeah. um, that the, the affiliate that has the right balance is going to have. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, if a, if a, if a six-month or, or one-year um, member leaves our gym it's a big deal yeah absolutely that's a big deal yeah. not from a financial perspective because to be honest for where we are if that person leaves somebody else is coming but so you so, take it personal oh you do take yeah. it personal and that's exactly what i'm saying it's so for us it's about the i hope on both sides from the member to us and from from us to them there's a sense of loyalty that we have with mm-hmm. each other um because i feel like we've got the right balance but the gym that's all about extracting 
rinse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, as Coach Glassman says, if that gym is all about that, then that loyalty is, is, is it's not there. Well, two, you know, when you, you know, as I travel around, I drop in different places, you see the, the, the vast differences yeah. between community. Sure. Right? You know, um, combustion's community is, is big of a part or bigger part than the fitness. Yeah, it's huge. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Where a lot of people, uh, we were talking before we recorded, some people are coming as much for the community aspect of it as they Mm -hmm. are, the the fitness is almost almost a secondary reason to be a part. Yeah, for sure. Um, Where, you know, I've I've dropped in places where zero community. Mm -hmm. Like, people walk in, don't speak, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Lift, leave, zilch. <laughs> and that's it. No interaction. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, for sure. So that um that comes back to a lot of things come back to coaching. Mm-hmm. And so when we moved into our first commercial space, and this has been three years ago, three plus years ago, um when How we had square feet was that? It was uh eighteen hundred and fifty square feet. Okay. And at one point, there were 80-something of us in, in 1,800 square feet, which that's fun. That's kind of funny. But it was crowded. It was crowded. We were really spilling outside. But um, I remember that in the summer. There'd yeah. be inside and outside. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, time. inside and outside. But, you know, that the reason it was that way was that was some really good advice that, that we got early on, which is don't move until you absolutely positively have to. Yeah. But um, you talk about the community side. Um, a lot of that came with Greg and I coaching those new members yep. how to be members. Yep. You know, we just wanted to create the kind of gym that we wanted to work out in. And so very early on, those original folks were like, hey, when you see somebody you don't know, just go up and speak to them. Let's just take yep. care of all that social awkwardness, get yep. that out the door, and, and let's get to know each other. Because when you're new, you know, number one, you know, everybody around you is way better Right, mm-hmm. you already don't know the movements. Yep. You know, even though you went through an essentials or a beginners class, and everything was went o- you went over everything. You know, there's a lot of information to cover, mm-hmm. and if you don't study outside, yep. you know, go you know refresh yourself on on movements and stuff like that. You go in, you're like, uh, now what was that again? Right. What, how do I do? You know. So, it's it's awkward and you're uncomfortable. And you don't know anybody. Right. So it's everything yeah. is up in the air. Yeah. So I think the, the fact that, you know, your seasoned members, I guess you would call them. Yeah. Pull, pull those new people in. Right. Here. Let me bring you into the fold. Absolutely. And then, you know, that automatically that. Yeah. We kind of relax. It's a game changer. Yeah. It is a game changer because you go to a typical gym. There's none of that. Let's be honest. Nobody There's makes none. nobody makes eye contact. Well, what's the first thing you do when you go in a commercial gym? Probably put your earbuds put in. Put your earbuds in. Right. You know, my, my go-to was, even if I didn't have them plugged in my phone, I still have my earbuds in because I didn't want to be bothered. You don't want anybody to talk to you. Nope. Yeah. But it, that's that's part of the game changer. And, you know, then once that once the, the salty veteran members pull in that new person just in a workout... Then you get to um, something I, I share with folks all the time. There's a reason why when you look at um, military, team members, firemen, police officers, 
this thing, and I say this all the time because I just believe in it 100%. When you do hard things together, you will come together. Yes. Right? And so this that leads right into the same thing where the, the, the season member brings in the new person. They do this hard workout right beside each other. They're both sweating. They're going through it. All the emotional crap that comes with it for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, then you will inevitably come together Absolutely. on some level. Yeah. And that social part of it, uh, it's super important. You know, and, and for us, that carries on outside the gym because, I mean, for us, at least once a quarter and, and sometimes way more often than that, we're doing something socially Especially together. this time of year. This time of year, yeah. yeah. Um, we're doing something together outside the gym, which makes it even that much more even that much more fun. So so one thing I really liked that you guys did, and I don't remember how long ago this was, you'll probably remember, but you set up that private members page uh, on Facebook where, you, you know, if you're a member of the gym, add you in. Uh, and it's not only for informational, but what you see it develop into, you know, hey, this is going on. You know, it, it's used more than just, you know, a gym events or a gym yeah information page yeah um that to me has been one of the most important things we've done for for our community um of our gym it just um all the things you said are just spot on one it's the easiest way to disseminate the same information to everybody at the same time yeah whether by text and email yeah exactly but 95 percent of our members are on facebook so they're in they're in our group Mm -hmm. and that could be hey here's an event coming up you know the next our next big thing coming up is going to be memorial day murph this will be our first year to actually execute the workout twice we'll be doing it both on saturday and monday this year i'll only be doing it once. yeah yeah we're all yeah everybody's going to do it once but the yeah. gym will host it twice okay yeah um same here uh if if i get to do it this time but um you know last year we were just even though we're in a, a new much bigger space uh, 4100 square feet we still doing it one time ran out of space ran out of room yeah and it was yeah. And it was pouring rain. Pouring rain, which, which was awesome. Which wound up being great. Yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh, it made the run suck less. Yeah. The second because it was so much cooler. It was. Yeah. But um, so we're gonna we're gonna actually we're gonna execute it two times this year just to get uh, get everybody sort of dispersed a little bit, and um, I don't think that'll take away from uh, you know the experience because I don't think so. Doing yeah. doing Murph whether it's your your first time or your fifth time it's it's always an experience because of the um, incredible story um behind it but the um but the facebook the closed facebook page would be something that if if i were starting a new affiliate and somebody asked me for advice would be definitely one of those things i would tell them at some point you need to do this Mm -hmm. disseminating information for upcoming events um sharing a video you know we have uh we have a barbell club that's all olympic weightlifting that meets three times a week a lot of times I'll post a video about something that maybe we've covered several times in Barbell Club, and that does several things. One, obviously, they get to see whatever point I'm trying to make in the mm-hmm. video, but then other members who aren't coming to Barbell but should be coming to Barbell, they get to see, you know, hey, some of the things that we're working on. Um, but, gosh, it's every day. Yeah. Every day there's oh, communication absolutely. between somebody several on that page. times a day. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the time. But it's not, it's not overwhelming. It's not us advertising. It's just, hey, we're just keeping everybody in the loop. One of the nice things, too, is we didn't really anticipate was 
there's always this disconnect between morning classes and evening classes. Yep. And we find that some of those members don't even know each other. And yeah. they've been with us like two and three years. Yes, that is true. You know, yeah. or, or we'll have a social event and, and they'll introduce themselves and, hey, this person's been with us three years, this person one year, yeah. but they come at 5.30 in yep. the morning. You know, so that, that helps to kind of breach that, that gap a little bit too. But, yeah, thanks for saying that because I think that's, uh, that, that closed group is, um, is a, has been a really great asset. And then we went on to do the same thing with our staff. Where we have Which just, I think that's huge. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It's been it's, it's been it's been really really important for us too. Because back in the day, where it was just a, a text message or a note. Yeah. You know. Of course, yeah. it was three people. Yeah. It was, of it was me, Greg, or, and yourself. Yeah. How many is there now? I don't even know. We're, we're, <laughs> well, we're at eight today. Yeah. And unfortunately, of course, we'll be losing Coach JJ this week. So uh, sad about that. But yeah, we're right now. It's today. We have eight of us on the coaching staff. And then we have um, two it's folks. It's crazy that you need that many. Oh yeah, you'd have never thought that. Oh, I never could. I, I never could have imagined we'd need that. I never could have imagined that we'd want that. I never could have imagined we would find that many people that really had the ability yeah. to coach or to learn to coach. Um, but here we are. You know, it's yeah, it's. Um, but man, this is one of those things like we're living, I don't want to say we're living the dream because nobody's getting rich and that would be the dream, but yeah. we're, we're at a place with our gym now that I honestly never would have imagined we'd get to. I just, there would just would have been no way. I just thought we were going to grind along with 25 or 30 or 40 members and that was kind of what it was going to be, but yeah. it's just not, um, it hasn't been that way and we've grown um, as owners, Greg and I have grown as owners along with the growth of the gym, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So where do you see, you know, even three years from now, what do you oh, see the man. difference? You know, well, that's a good question. We do, um, we've, we have some long-term planning um, that we've done. Uh, it's tough to know. Um, a couple of things could happen, a couple of pretty big ideas that I'm, I'm happy to share. You know, there may be a second combustion location. That, oh, that'd be cool. That could happen. Um, the more likely scenario, and what I hope could happen, is that we could actually build our own building. You know, um, I, the space we're in now is a cool space. It's a it's a it's a good size. Parking is an issue. The problem with renting somewhere is you don't control your own destiny. Yeah. You know, so. Um, that's sort of the dream, and we've started some of the legwork on on looking at how we go about that. Um, so, I'd love to see three years from now that be the case. You know, three years from now, our proje projected growth would have us over 200 members. There's not a scenario where we could do that in our current space. No. Um, so, something will have to give yet again on the real estate side. You know, we're on. If you count the garage, was combustion 1.0, 2.0 we've been out of for now like a year and a half. So we're in, we're in combustion 3.0 now. We're halfway through um, the current lease. So, you know, I could, I could see that scenario. I could it's, see one. It seems like as soon as you moved into this space, yeah, boom. It, yeah. That's how it felt, yeah. you know, is, is you know, looking... Uh, from my, my point, of, yeah. point of view, it's like, all right, how 
one month ago were we even in that other space. Yeah, right. Same class times. Class times didn't change. It's yeah. not like we uh, cut back a class time mm-hmm. or anything. It's the exact same class times, but all of a sudden, man, it's like 30 people. I remember like the 5 o'clock, it's like, holy cow, there's 23 people. Yeah, exactly. How did that yeah. even happen? Yeah, it's, um, and, and the thing is, that growth was coming, whether we were prepared for it with the real yeah. estate or not. just happened. It was just coming. It timing just, worked yeah, out. Yeah, just the timing was just right. But again, we sort of held out as long as we could hold out, and then and then... You know, whether it's luck or, or good decision-making, we moved at the right time. We'll say good decision-making. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm always <laughs> good with that. You know, what? You know, but in all seriousness, we've made some good choices. Um, we take our time with deciding yes. what we're going to yeah. do. Um, looking at the good and the bad and, and um, you know, bouncing it off of even folks from outside of CrossFit, you know, from a business perspective. Which, um, is, which is wise. I don't think you should... Um, you should always ask people, even outside of your industry. Yeah, you know, advice. I do it a lot with the t-shirts. Yeah, stuff. yeah, and those those folks are assets. Mm-hmm. Use all your assets. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, we're in the process of buying a van, which is it's nerve wracking. Sure, us. that's a lot of t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of knee sleeves. Yeah, but it's at the point. You know, we're going to events and we're having to take two vehicles to haul the stuff. Right. Um, you know, gotta. It's the next step. It's the next step. You're, you know, with a business, there's not a lot of just um, being stagnant in terms of um, your sales. Let's just call it just just call it yeah. sales. If you're stagnant, man, it's uh, and, and that's not to say every business grows forever. It doesn't work that way either. But for newer businesses, you yeah. know, five years or less. If there's not growth, man, you're in trouble. You're well, in big I, trouble. I think if you're not, then someone else is. For sure. You know, like, let's let's take uh, combustion for an example. If you guys weren't, um, you know, changing things up and trying to grow, I mean, there's a lot of growth around here. Mm-hmm. You know, who's to say someone else could be like, oh, these guys ain't trying to grow. These yeah. guys ain't investing any money in themselves. Right. You know, I'll open a box here. Or, yeah. Um, which three years ago, I'd be like, man, I don't even see how there's a box here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, that I remember when uh, um, my, when I first came to Combustion, I was looking online. I was like, where's a CrossFit affiliate close? What? There's one around the corner. Yeah, it's <laughs> just down the street. <laughs> I never thought that. Yeah, but um, you know, this area, God dang, it is always this area is growing so fast. Yeah, it's um. We we anticipate there to be another gym here eventually. I think it's inevitable anywhere. Yeah. Whether it survives or not. Yeah. So that's the thing for us yeah. is, you know, probably three years ago, it would have scared me to death. Yeah. Today, it doesn't make any difference to me or not. I, I feel like, you know, not to toot our own horn, but we've built a juggernaut. We've yes. got um, our, our coaching is... It's a next level thing. I mean, it really, it really is, and that's what you have to do. Um, you have to find the best people. You have to find the best coaches, and they got to show up and they got to, they got to throw down every and time. Continually, always learn. look, always, always look learning. for more knowledge. Yeah, yeah, and then so that's what we've got. So, <clears throat> you know, from that perspective, if somebody else did move in, it'd be fine with us. <clears throat> it could actually be good. You know, it could foster. It could make CrossFit more visible here um, in Spring Hill. 
Um, it, it could be good for us, um, but it's not anything I fear or even really think about anymore these days. You know, we're just we're just always focusing on making what we do better. It's like you know? can do. You can't, you know, you can't uh, worry about, you know, those things, as I say, things you can't control. Yeah, exactly. Just the ones you can. Yeah. And, you know, if there's room for improvement, improve. Yeah, for sure. Just continually work on yourself and your business. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? Comps. You see any comps? Um, I know there's a lot of gyms around here that are not around here, but um, several gyms in our area that do host comps once a year, or a couple times a year. Do you guys see anything like that happen? Um, you know, we've or, kicked, we have kicked it around more than once. Um, the difficulty for us, I think, the way competitions now, they're all big, is you know it comes down to just logistics the parking situation will be tough at our yeah, at our yeah. space we've talked about hosting one and doing it off-site here in spring hill um we'll see we'll see how that goes i don't know i don't know if that's going to be um for us we'll just we'll, we'll wait and see crossfit nonesville's uh autism throwdown is at a brewery this year yeah i saw that which is i'm and super excited that might make me go I will be there. <laughs> uh, we're because uh, we. I was asking him yesterday. I was like, "So are we setting up indoors or outdoors?" He's like, "All vendors are inside." Inside. I'm like, okay. "All right, that's cool. air conditioning, free beer." What, yeah, what's the deal? it got pretty warm. It got pretty warm last year. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a cool cause. See, and that that's the other thing is, you know, we're kind of in the season now, and there are so many gyms now that have established uh, True, they, their yeah. their competitions. Yeah. Um, CrossFit Talent does a bang up job. I mean, they just they sure um, Dennis and Tara up there just kill it every time. Um, they do a great job. Um, Corey uh, Acres at um, uh, Rampage, you know, does does he do one or two? He's got he the does Christmas. Two, so he's got the Christmas throwdown, yeah. and then he has the scale. The scale one, which I love. Oh, that's, yeah. well, I, me and him were talking the other day because I didn't have it on our calendar. Mm-hmm. So I sent him a message. I was like, "Dude, are you doing that this year?" Because that was one of the best comps I yeah. went to last year. Yeah, not like it wasn't the biggest, and it wasn't, but the energy. Yes, holy cow. Yeah, uh, he's like, "Yeah, we well, are definitely doing it again this year." So yeah, uh, I think he already. I think on the Rampage Facebook page, he put up a, a graphic. I can't remember the date, but it is in June. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's got two. Um, Battle of the Barbells has, um, you know, the – I think it's just called Battle of the Barbells. Yeah. The Or the main event. I think they call it the main event. That comes up this okay. fall, the two-day yeah. comp. And that's a big comp. So That's a big comp. So there's a huge contrast there. So Battle of the Barbells, you can go and you can see guys, who, guys and gals who have been to the games – Legit games athletes. Have, yeah. Games athletes. You can see them at that comp. Do they have scaled there? Uh, yes, they do. they have yeah. scaled RX and Elite. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to see the best of the best at a competition like that versus Rampage's scaled event. So, but I love that. You know, that's um, a lot of the competitions now. Though you show up, it's like the average dude who trains three days a week or four days a week. The reality is he ain't going to be competitive because there's somebody Correct. else who is throwing down six days a week. It's yeah. their life. They're 25 years old. Yep. They're just you know it's all CrossFit. They're regional athletes. Or yeah, grid athletes. Right. One of the two. And, right. And so know. it's just it's all kind of gone next level now. So I love it that Corey does the scaled and I and I know at a lot of those bigger events they also do scaled versions. 
but it's still the atmosphere is a little different. Well, and in his, uh, you have to qualify to be a scale. I love it, man. See, it's, and not, it's, perfect. it's not just, hey, I'm doing scale, and then you show up, and I'm doing butterfly pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't, you know, it doesn't yeah, work. Oh, by the way, right. I snatched 185. Yeah, but, you know. yeah. Yeah. Power snatch one yeah. time. You need to um, you need to get Corey on and talk about that. Yeah, I'm going, I, I'm going to give him a shout. That's great. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great kind. And he does a really good job. I'll tell you, man. Um, just talking about affiliates, that's a hotbed over in Murfreesboro. Yeah. I'm a big fan of of um, several of the affiliates over there. Whether it's um, we talked about Battle of Barbells, that's Evan Satterfield owns uh, CrossFit Murfreesboro over there. And Josie Parsons is she still his head coach? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think so. She's still coaching there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, they do a, a great job over there. That's a huge box. It's a um, huge place, yep. Then uh, Jennifer and Chris Haynes at CrossFit Rutherford. Chris mm-hmm. is kind of a, a mentor to me as we were beginning. And, um, you know, a couple of guys like himself and Jason Daniels down at um, Old South. If it hadn't been for the advice and help of those guys, you know, combustion probably never ha- happens. And then, then, of course, Corey that we talked about at Rampage. It's just several really good boxes yeah. over there. But we talk about competitive. I mean, I don't know what the market's like the over hot there. market, but, yeah. Yeah, but there's several really good gyms over there. Um, well, you so, got to keep your game high over there or you're not in business. That's tough, man. Yeah. yeah. But they've all been around a long time. They have. You know, they've all they've been, been around a long time. Yeah, I, I mean, think Corey just, he just last moved year to, yeah. moved into a huge space. Another space, yeah. Nice space. Yeah. Um, but he's got he's got the coolest setup, too, because uh, as far as location goes, I mean, he's got a, I don't know if you've been in the new space. I haven't seen it, no. It's good size. Mm-hmm. And he has a fenced-in back parking lot, which they use for outdoor. Killer. Outdoor work, and then they're right by the green space, uh, the Murfreesboro oh, nice. Greenway. So they yeah. do one mile runs through the park. Man, who the fuck wants to run? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's a bunch of garbage. I believe, but, but if you I know, up. <laughs> we're but, running a mile. No, yeah, we're not no kidding. <laughs> but you look at those affiliates over there, and and to me, man, and I, I'm like you. When I used to travel a lot, I'd visit other gyms. We have an abundance of good coaching in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, and that's and that's you see that when you travel, you're like someplace you don't get. I mean, you have um, moderators, not the word, but maybe a, a facilitator, a facilitator. They're, they're the flow master because you walk yeah. in and uh, I'm not going to name boxes, but you walk in. They're like, all right, the warm ups on the board. Yep. See how there's silence there? Right, exactly. That's what happens. Yeah. So it's the warm-ups on the board. How inviting. It's very inviting. <laughs> and then here's the workout, and they go turn the music on. Right, yeah. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, not, what, that's not what you see in, you know, in, a good, in a good strength and conditioning facility. That's yeah. not what you're going to see. Tell me I suck or tell me I'm great. Yeah. Tell me something. Yeah. Give me some kind let's, of feedback. Let's, let's, get into, let's get into some specifics of each movement. Yeah. Let's get into why am I doing this mobility piece. Um, let's, we, you got to dig into those kinds of things. Yeah. CrossFit uh, RTR. I think they do an awesome job. Cool. They have I, cool. I always drop in there. They got the cool ass box. Yeah. Uh, not to mention they're in Tuscaloosa. Right. Roll Tide. Nothing baby. can be better than that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they moved into a new space a couple years ago. I guess it is now. Yeah. And man, that space is cool. I need to get down there. Oh, I love that space. Um, and they're and they're good. They you know good people. Number one, they do that whole thing. As soon as you walk in the door, you get mobbed. Everybody wants to introduce themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember the first, it's first time, second time, the uh, 
owner's husband was in the class. I didn't know it was the owner's husband. And he pretty much grabbed me. He's like, all right, dude, you want to partner up? I'm like, sure. We, he introduced himself. Didn't introduce himself as the owner's husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember her name because I'm bad at names. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we partnered up, did the strength together. Then at the end, he's like, so what'd you think, man? Did you have a good time? Da, 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 da. He's like, yeah, well, my wife owns the box. Mm-hmm. like, well, it was, you know, it's cool. It's not like, hey, I'm, you know, yeah. try to try to pull some weight. But he's just a cool guy. And, you know, the coaches, man, they went over everything and just yeah. coached you up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, when you're when you're paying your fee right. to drop in, because not all of them are cheap. So, yeah. you know, a lot of them yeah. give you the free. But 20 or 25 bucks 20 or something 25 like that sometimes. bucks yeah. if you're, if you're uh, especially if you're going to be there three or four days, you know, yeah. sometimes they'll cut you a deal. But still, yeah. it's. You know, to get your attention for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you want to get coached. You want you want that coaching. Yeah, for sure. Even a coach needs a coach. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. You know, it's it's you really have to once you have a functioning, uh, sustainable CrossFit affiliate, it will still boil down to can you coach your athletes? Yeah. Will you and do you coach your athletes? Anybody can. Uh, Rent a building, yeah. buy some equipment. Yep. Um, but not everybody can coach. No. Not everybody can translate information different ways to different people yes. to get the same outcome. Uh, that's perfectly put. You know. You know, I was thinking about that just this morning. Um, the best coach isn't always the best athlete. No, absolutely yeah. not. And to me, it can be. Um, it, it, to me, it's like if you look at other sports, a lot of times, you know, like in baseball, a lot of times catchers eventually become coaches. And that's because it's a gritty, scrappy position, and that's the kind of guy that plays that position. Well, that mm-hmm. same kind of person is the one that winds up being a good coach. Yeah. And so I think with what we do, a lot of times it can be that scrappy individual that has gotten the very most out of their own body. Yeah, and they've done it through information, through paying attention, through just working a little harder, and that person makes a good coach. Yeah. Whereas you look at, let's say, a, a, a physically blessed regional level athlete, and I'm not saying they can't be coaches, good coaches, because they absolutely can. Yeah. Um, but that person who's genetically blessed may not feel the same stimulus that the average stay-at-home mom does, mm-hmm. as an example, or or that sort of the average person. Or have the experience where they've had to work through uh, yes. not being able to do ABC. Exactly. You know, where they're yeah. like, ah, shit, I can't figure that out. So right. let me, you know, or I can't do that. Let me see if I can figure out a way yeah. to get there. Yeah. You know, where some people are just like, oh, you want me to do a muscle-up? Yeah, no problem. Exactly. You know, and you see that. You see yeah. people, first day in the gym, they do a muscle-up. You're like, you son of a bitch. Yes. You know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it makes a difference. It does. It does. Um, it does matter. But um, you know, we we continue. Greg and I <clears throat> continue as far as our coaching staff goes. We're always looking for better. We're always looking for more in terms of making our coaches better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's now a part of our job. <clears throat> that's a part of our job we never could have anticipated was coaching coaches. Um, you know, another thing that you never anticipate is for years, 
he and I were the two best athletes in the gym. Yeah. Well, it's not that way anymore. Yeah. Once you put that hat on as coach, then it's not that you don't still train. You need to still train. But in terms of any ego and that sort of thing, that's that shit's got to be gone. Yeah. Because now it has to be you before me. Yep. It's got to be. Absolutely. And I think if if everybody, if all coaches understood that, and I know all of ours do, and we've got a couple of, especially our girls, that are just freaking killer athletes. You know, and then uh, one of our newer coaches, Chris, dynamite athlete, a lot of natural ability, a lot, lot of work ethic, the whole package. Um but where was I going? Well, it, it, it's the, I think what you were talking about was, you know, how you guys are actually, you know, and I'm yeah. saying this to you at yeah. one point. Uh, I don't remember how many coaches. May I only had a, a few less or maybe one more than me or something. But I was like, you know, you should be focusing on coaching less. Yeah. And what I meant was, you know, you guys coaching – the coaches, you know what I mean, yeah. and not so much the masses, mm-hmm. but you know, it's kind of you guys had a lot of experience, mm-hmm. you know. Um, oh, I know what you were talking about. Yeah, so I was yeah. So getting away from being an athlete, yeah, transitioning into being a coach, and, yeah. And that's one thing, you know. I remember, and it took me a minute to uh, to pump my own brakes mm-hmm. and be like, all right, wait a minute. I know that coaching. Or at least for me, with my schedule, coaching pushed me back a little bit. But that's okay because my passion is to teach. It's, yeah. You know, am I going to regionals? Absolutely not. I don't have the drive for that at this point anymore in my life. My goal is when I'm 80, I can kick it on the beach because that's where I'm going to be. Right, yeah. You know, so my my mindset is different. Yeah. Where, you know... Um, shit, I just lost now my Now, see, man, it's something in the air. But time, so time yeah, for a beer. yeah, it could be. But um, yeah, when you make that transition, the ego has got to be gone right. because you have to be for you got to be for the athlete. And I get super excited when I see them succeed, whether it's that first pull up, yeah. which is one of the groundbreaking, that's, that's huge, huge things, or whether it's um, you know we had one of the girls get a uh, with with a. Um, a one kilo PR on her snatch this yeah. this past um, Monday at uh, Barbell Club. I get super excited about that stuff. Well, you you know you rejoice in more of their accomplishments than your own for sure. Once you're at that at that point, I think some of that for me has gotten easier with age. Absolutely, know? as I've gotten it gets as, easier. Yeah, as I've gotten older, I, I you know you start to realize. Well, you you're, the ego goes away a lot. I think as you get a little older, and then you start to realize well. The reality is my prime is kind of past, and and um, it's time to sort of just share the knowledge that you gain. It's kind of a tough transition, too, though. For me, it was, you know, I, I'm i only competitive on certain things. If yeah. you're bench pressing, I'm still the yeah. most competitive son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm like, come on. I don't want to be yeah. beat. And if I get beat... Oh, I don't know I'm that so any, irritated. Yeah, but I don't know that anybody's going to compete with you there anyway. Uh, Trey beat me the other day. In here, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was irritated. Gosh. Then I came back, got him on the next exercise. There you he's go. Like, oh, old man smells blood in the water. Oh, yeah. There you but, go. But, you know, he's 25. Yeah. <laughs> Very good athlete. Very good athlete. But, yeah, it's 
it it does as you as you get older it does I think it does change your 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 ego um, I'm not gonna say your competitiveness because you're still competitive but ego wise I think that changes and then definitely your you rejoice more in everyone else's accomplishments instead mm-hmm. of your own for sure you know if I hit you know a great squat or a heavy squat and I haven't hit it may be a a, a um, not a lifetime PR, but a recent PR. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm excited. But if someone else hits one, I'm way more excited. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You never would have done that when you were a young guy. Oh hell no! I'd have been pissed off if somebody. Right. Was you know, if I wasn't always chasing the lifetime PR, which was, you know, that's how it was in those days. But you know, I'm an old man now. Gray hair. Okay. Yeah. What else? Anything else going on? The oh box? man. Lots going on. Always something going on. Um, no, we can wrap up there. We kind of jumped all over the board, but that was fun. That's, that's how it goes. Yeah. So what's the... Uh, Greg posted something about the Murph. Uh, hosting it different, or is there something... Or are you involved with... Yeah, so what what that is... Um, we we're Basically, we regist- registered with the Michael Murphy Foundation. Okay. We made a donation to them. Okay. And really, all we get from that is... Um, we can advertise as a official Murph location. Okay. Which means if folks are have a garage gym or <clears throat> maybe their gym is closed that day or what have you, that we can be a location that those folks are welcome to come and visit. Okay. Um, that's that's pretty much all that all that is. Um, just an opportunity for us to give to the foundation. Cool. No, that's that's awesome. It's great. Uh, I remember hearing that story the first time I did the Murph. Fired that will fire you up if they don't fire you up, check your pulse, yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, so uh, that's it for now. I guess we're gonna wrap it up. I don't even know how long we've been on here probably 40 minutes, 49 minutes, and that's what we just recorded. Yeah, we talked for like 20 minutes before we recorded. Time flies when you're having fun. All right, thanks, guys. See you next time.